Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Aladdin. And I'm Brandon. And we're coming at you straight from the cul-de-sac. Alright guys, thanks for thanks for tuning in again. Uh, welcome to episode 2 uh, from the cul-de-sac. Uh, we just want to start off by, by saying thank you to everybody. We had pretty good reception from the first episode. It seemed like a lot of people enjoyed listening and we got a lot of really good feedback. So we really appreciate that. And we want to keep that, keep that coming in. Um, if you've enjoyed anything from the show, please, please give us that feedback. Uh, we're having a lot of fun already. And the feedback helps us make it better for everybody else so Aladdin what kind of feedback did you get what, what's something that stuck out to you well guys I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance for this episode and our first I will definitely work on improving my mic quality fun fact there's a radio shack on this island so don't believe that don't think because the United States is non-existent that it's not here anymore so hopefully by this week I will be out and about at Radio Shack buying myself a well professional used microphone and everything will go much smoother and a little bit more clearer from here. And yeah. last but not least, I'm a very vocal person. So uh, my tone quality <laughs> will definitely improve from here on out. I do also feel like that was the microphone issues, but I digress. I just want to go ahead and say again, what Brandon said. Thank you guys for listening. I did enjoy your feedback and I'm happy you guys enjoyed the show. And I really do hope you guys enjoy what we have for you today. Yeah. Yeah. We'll plug it again at the end of the show, but we do want to throw out there that we have a few different social media platforms up. So that's probably going to be the easiest way to provide some more feedback, talk about the show. Um, we'll be able to see all of that. Uh, also worth noting, um, the podcast got put on a couple different platforms pretty quickly. So I don't know where you might listen to your podcast, but the, the two big platforms that we're now accessible on are Spotify and uh, Google podcasts. So those are two places you can find us. We're not on iTunes yet. Uh, That's to my knowledge, a little bit more difficult as far as the approval process is concerned. So if you predominantly listen to your podcast on on iTunes and you are trying to listen to all of your podcasts in one place. It is our hope that we, we will be on there at some point, but just bear with us. It's not in our hands right now, uh, but hopefully we can, um, hopefully we can get up on there as soon as possible. So with that being said, let's get into it, shall we? Thanks for sharing. Alrighty, everybody. So our first topic for today goes out to actually something I find very enjoyable and something that I think, I don't know, as we age growing up, I feel like you watch TV shows and you always think of the ideal neighbor or neighborhood. And, you know, us coming from the cul-de-sac, I feel that it's really interesting to just like think about what kind of neighbor we are going to be once we get our own places or what kind of neighbors we grew up with or what kind of neighbors you were when, as you were a kid kind of thing. And, you know, since I moved to this island, you know, I've noticed that I'm not only the neighbor that I kind of wanted to be as a kid, but I'm also kind of ashamed to be the neighbor that people see me as. <laughs> For example, I was always uh, against my family's way of doing things. Like, Brandon, I don't know how you guys were when you were growing up, but my family was not too fond about being tight with the neighbors. How about you, Brandon? Uh, thinking about some of the places that I, I lived in, I know the first house that I recall living in was in Pontiac. And I don't really remember the immediate neighbors we had there, but I do know that there were some people that lived down the street. So, you know, kind of neighbors on the same street that they're still friends with to this day. So... There's that. Uh, they are still close to some of the neighbors. Um, the house we lived in after that, we didn't have neighbors. Our neighbor was actually our landlord. So I don't think that really counts. And I think now they're they're okay with the neighbors. Um, I never really interacted with neighbors much. And especially now being on my own, 
Uh, I still don't interact with the neighbors much. So I don't think I have a bad relationship with them. Just not really a relationship at all. Fair. You know, I'm I'm very movie-going and, you know, TV show-oriented. So growing up, you know, I grew up in the country of Baltimore, Ohio. For those of you who aren't familiar with the great state of Ohio, Gross. there is a Baltimore, Ohio, and there's not too much. Gross. <laughs> um, we lived, again, out in the country. So there was, like, X amount of people that lived around me. And if you had to go to see civilization, you'd have to drive at least 10, 15 minutes Either you're going to Pataskala, where I went to school, or you're going to like Pickerington, Reynoldsburg area, where my family was. So for me, we were kind of close with our neighbors, but like not to an extent that I can like hang out with them on a daily, not because it would have been a 13-year-old boy hanging out with grown people, which is kind of weird, or (laughs) it would have just been me hanging outside by myself, throwing rocks at cars. But you know, that was me. But, you know, I always told myself and I always told my family, like, especially when I moved to Dearborn, like, why don't we, like, get tight with our neighbors and so forth? Oh, you know, my mom is antisocial. My sister, she hates people. So it's pretty much just me. And I always said, you know, once I moved out, I was going to have my roommates, anyone who, like, my door would always be open. Knock on it. I'll say open, come in. If you, Even if you knew who I was close enough, you could just barge in my place and we'd be chilling, you know? <laughs> So I, believe it or not, I came to that accomplishment, and I was very proud of myself coming into my own apartment, my own, you know, by myself. Before, it was just me and my roommate, but once he left, still, I was just same concept. However, it kind of also took a turn for the worse once I started living by myself, because, you know, it's hot here, so I'm always, like, the obnoxious guy who's blasting his music, just singing. I don't know if you guys can uh, relate to having those obnoxious neighbors that just never stop singing and they're not good singers, but yet you can see them singing their heart out. I've always been the person who's like, I'm going to go outside and sing with them, right? Well, <laughs> scratch that. There's a girl who lives above me. She sings. And she's got a beautiful voice. But I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard gospel singing up close and personal. It's loud. So imagine you wake up in the morning, you're ready to start your day. You're taking a poop, and then you have Jesus coming down from above your bathroom ceiling. It's just not how I'd want to start my day. I don't know if you've ever encountered anything like this, Brandon, but let me just tell you, these walls in an apartment complex are super thin, and you hear everything. I mean everything. So then it made me think to myself, okay, everything I thought about being a good neighbor essentially just died because you better believe I went outside that night, and I was like, Hey, who's up there singing? <laughs> so in my apartment now, um, I don't think I have any bad neighbors. I only share a wall. Well, I share a wall with with, with two neighbors because the way that this place is kind of laid out, it's almost like there's one building and then there are six units in each building. So okay. I share a wall that one is against my bedroom wall and then the other one is against like my kitchen wall, which then goes into my bathroom wall. Um, the people that live... On the kitchen wall side, I don't really hear them at all. I don't know if we're just not loud. The walls are thin. I hear things, but like, I hear like their microwaves sometimes, you know, like <laughs> nothing big deal. Now, the neighbors that live on the side of my bedroom wall, I don't know what they do, but their living room is clearly the wall that shares with my bedroom. And yeah. I, all I hear is talking all the time and it's pretty clear and lately it sounds like they've been fighting with each other i don't know if the if the stay home order is uh starting to get to them but i just hear like talking and yelling all the time and it's weird and i did meet these neighbors once um it's a it's a couple it's an older couple like maybe middle-aged couple um I, i mean they seem they seem cool they seem chill you know they're not like an annoying neighbor or anything they're just living their lives but that's just one of those things with neighbors in an apartment. You kind of gotta, you kind of gotta deal with. I think that happens in any apartment. True, true. I think this is your opportunity to go and counsel them and be that good neighbor that we've always wanted to be. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna be that good neighbor. <laughs> Understandable. State farm. Understandable. No, but you know, I always love the like the idea of like a close community. You know, like back in the day, you used to watch. Um, well, I don't know if you've watched it. But, you know, back in the day, um, like 80s, not 80s, let's go back even further, like JFK time, right? Where you go around, you're super tight shorts, 
go over with your, you know, some banana bread to your neighbors, like, howdy, neighbor. Like, I baked this for you. Or, like, you smell a pie cooking. And then the kids from that, across the street, like, go over to Grandma Willow's window and eat the apple pie. And she reprimands them. But then she goes, oh, all in good fun, honey, you know? Like, I've, I've established that. And I love that. I always keep my window open when I'm in my kitchen. I'm always cooking in it. So if someone comes by and they smell it and they like it, come on in. I'm going to feed you. Right? It's always great. Until you have those neighbors who kind of overstep their boundaries. I'm all about welcoming you into my place. I will feed you. I will talk to you. Blah, blah, blah. However, I had a girl come up to my window once and just establish, what are you doing later? Oh, you know, I got to study. Because, you know, even though I cook, I do study. And she just went ahead and goes, okay, um, I'll be down for dinner at 7. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a date to me. Yeah, you know, essentially. But let me let me tell you this. So at that point in time, I wasn't planning on cooking. But did I? Yes, because I felt it was rude if I didn't cook. Let me tell you, I cooked a nice, full-on Chinese meal. And I went to go get her, and she was asleep. I was like, well, ain't that something? I am never cooking for my neighbors again. It's a damn shame, man. Have you have you hung out with this person? Never. <laughs> had you met this person beforehand? In passing. And have has this person come come over to your place since that that occurrence? Every once in a while we'll see each other say hello, but like never has she ever eaten in my kitchen or anything. So I almost, I kind of feel like she was maybe trolling you and uh you took the bait. That's what it sounds like. I mean like I sure me. hope not. That's what it sounds like to me. Regardless, it was rough and it was an emotional time for me. But I'm thankful I'm thankful I haven't had that kind of situation happen. I think the only like inconvenience that I can think of with having a neighbor cuz all of my apartments in Detroit were I mean the first one was a huge apartment so Four? aside from sometimes hearing no 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 the other one before that. Oh yeah yeah yeah, Cass. You you'd hear people walking sometimes but this apartment building was so old that like oh, I yeah. feel like I feel like every part of that apartment was made of concrete and you just didn't hear anything and in forest the, all the neighbors were pretty chill we didn't hear anything you'd hear people like running down the halls or something it was actually more of an inconvenience to hear the drunk people coming from third street <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning yeah. you know screaming down the streets of detroit so um that last apartment that i was in for a short period of time the the neighbors that lived above us because we were on the ground floor it was only a two-story apartment and the neighbors that were above us you could hear everything and well not talking i guess you couldn't hear talking but like the footsteps like even if it even if they were gingerly walking across the floor it sounded like they had cement bricks for shoes you know and this place let us have dogs too and whereas we had a nice little like 30 pound dog 40 pound dog they had a they had a retriever upstairs Anytime somebody came home, you heard the barking. He would run across the floor. You could hear everything. And they were always playing music really loud, too. And you could just hear the whole thing. Like, it was crazy. And that's the kind of neighbor that I don't want to be. That is the one experience with a neighbor that I've had that has been exclusively negative. I feel that. Yeah, you know, you always want to avoid the loud ones, the naked roamers, because the last thing you need when you're waking up brewing that fresh pot of coffee is to see a nice naked man across the hall from you saying, howdy, neighbor. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, don't want that. Uh, crying babies. I love babies. I just don't want the crying babies. Or the loud pet owners who just let their their pets go rampant. Which, yeah. so let me tell you guys, I love animals and I love cats. The island that I am currently living on, on our campus, there's cats everywhere. Now, island cats... Obviously, they live outside. They're doing their own thing. But the only thing that I can't stand is hearing them fight every single night for food. And you just hear them getting it on. And I'm like, this is the thing that I was kind of hoping not to hear. Or the frogs that we have. We have coquille frogs. And they're loud. And I mean... Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're like, imagine a fire alarm that the battery is dead and it chirps every, like, 10 seconds or so. Well, these frogs... They're super loud. 
if I ever get a soundtrack for you guys, I'm gonna play you some just to give you an experience of what I listen to every single night. But it's the noise. Official, once you get the noise out of the way, everything I feel like is good neighbor-wise. Did you ever think that you'd have neighbors like that that would be annoying? Always. Animal neighbors? Well, not the animals, but just in, in general. I always felt like my biggest thing would just be having some obnoxious neighbors. Because don't get me wrong, I like to have fun. I like to party. But I don't like at, like at 3 in the morning, if you're still going, you shouldn't be. And that has, sure. that is here. We have people down the hall, two stories up, and you hear them. And I'm just like, what are you doing right now? And who is with you? So the other night, it's three in the morning, and I'm still awake, not only because it's Ramadan, but partially because I was studying. Not really, but you get the picture. <laughs> and I decided to sit outside for a minute, catch the breeze, because it was super nice outside. And I am telling you, there is an action movie going on on the third floor, and it was as if it was in my own apartment. That's how loud it was. And the car crashes. It was so bad. I was like, either homeboys up there watching King Kong or Fast and the Furious. Either way, at three in the morning, I feel like that shit should get shut down. You know what I mean? I agree. Obviously, I'm not going to go up there and be the guy who knocks on the door because then I'm just going to be looked at as the 25-year-old man geezer trying to ruin the party. <laughs> and I'm not ready for that kind of title yet. In my 50s, maybe my 60s, but not even 25. Alright, so Aladdin, when you sent me the list of topics that we could possibly discuss this week, there was one that stuck out to me, and that was, you want to talk about comparing the quality or the type of toys that are on the market today, and how they're garbage compared to what we had when we were children. It's facts. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this one is because I disagree with you. Whoa. So, I want to hear your thoughts and your opinions on this why are the toys that kids have today why are they worse than what we had okay so what i'm about to say is obviously the reason you don't want to get these toys for your kids growing up the way we grew up though i don't know there's something about the last end of the 90s where those toys just stuck with me and i read an article not too long ago this is actually another reason why this topic came to me was it talked about all the toys that we don't see today because they were banned in like early 2000s and i'm like okay so this is all whether it's a boy toy girl toy it doesn't matter i'm gonna go ahead and state that i am proud to admit that i played with both female toys and male toys as a child I had two sisters okay. growing up, but okay. there's these like little fairy toys where you like pull them and it flies. They're called like sky dancers. I think I remember seeing commercials for those. So obviously you, like I said, you rip it, you pull it, it flies in the sky. They banned those because it was considered a health hazard because it was poking people in the eyes. <laughs> but there's something just enjoyable with, pull- it's kind of like Beyblades. To all the people out there who know Beyblades, this is a prime example from Beyblades then and Beyblades now. If you've seen the Beyblades now, they're trash. But good old Dragoon and Drasil, yeah, I remember the names of the Beyblades back in the arena days. Ooh, Nerd. you've never seen a fifth grade elementary playground when you're doing illegal Beyblading behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got those, for example. Oh. You know, uh, Skip It? Yeah. Okay, so Skip It. Another one. This is actually a good exercise one because it was kind of like a makeshift jump rope. Um, put it around your leg, your ankle, and you're, you just skip over, right? Well, it was also banned because it was a tripping hazard. Obviously, you're out there skipping it, but <laughs> but think about it. How many things do we have as we like grew up were the toys just dangerous? I mean, look at Heelys. Those things are definitely not safe, but people be riding through the Walmart and, you know, Kroger everywhere on those things. At the street fairs, you name Part of me thinks that just based off of what you've said, I don't know, I almost want to fact check things like 
skip it being banned for being a, a tripping hazard because so is a jump rope. But I feel like a lot of your opinions on this matter might be because of nostalgia. And it might be something that Fair. you really enjoyed when you were a kid and now you can't have it anymore because it doesn't exist anymore without paying, you know, an astronomical price on eBay or Amazon or whatever. True. But because it doesn't exist now and if it does exist now in a newer form, it's not the same as what it was. So I feel like a lot of that could be just nostalgia for you. You know, in a sense, it could be. But let me tell you, you go to the store. For the things that I grew up with, again, I know you're not a huge, like, movie person, but even, like, video games, you know, look at the video game toys. Like, pretty much Spider-Man, huge toy. But I felt like the toys for Spider-Man, Power Rangers, all of those, action figure-wise, oh, don't get me started on Transformers. You got Beast Wars, you got Transformers, the cars. Okay, okay. So, you mentioned at the start of that, video game toys, right? Yes. Now... Growing up, I was, and even today, I'm still a huge gamer. I'm a huge nerd. And this was the big point that came up to me when I read this topic, is that some of those toys that are based off of video games that are out now are way cooler than what they were back when we were kids. Like, for example, I loved playing Halo growing up, right? When I was, you know, like, fifth grade and onward. (laughs) And there, there were, like, at some point, like, Halo Mega Blocks, but at that point I was in like high school or whatever. He didn't right. really care about it. But now they've got whole toy lines, like action figure lines. They have Nerf guns that are modeled after Halo weapons. And that is the coolest thing I have ever seen. And I would have done so much for something like that when I was a kid. And even then, like like Nintendo toys and stuff. You know, they got huge lines of, of Nintendo toys and, and all that stuff. And that just didn't exist when we were kids. And for me, while I love playing with Legos and stuff, like how much more would I have loved Legos when they were branded off of my favorite games, you know? That sure. stuff didn't exist then. So while I do think there are a lot of toys that I miss, I don't think I could name anything specifically, but a lot of stuff that I miss just because of the pure nostalgia value. True. I, I'm almost jealous that I'm not a kid now because some of these toys are so cool. <laughs> See, You know what I'm saying? I agree 100% on that. But at the same time, so like I will say, those plasma swords look Yeah, amazing. they're awesome. <laughs> they're so cool. Amazing. And I will say Nerf definitely stepped up their game because you definitely did not see stuff like that back in the day. Even remember with recoil, <laughs> laser tag was not like that when we were kids. Laser tag was not as hype as it used to be then. Wait, wait, it, was recoil was recoil that that thing that you bought yeah. a couple years ago that was a laser tag through your phone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Tell me that something that cool existed back then. I, I, I'm not going to say yes. Obviously, the technology base from what we what we had is nowhere compared to what we have today. Because if you want to involve the technology aspects, hands down, we have some cool stuff nowadays. But back yeah. then, you have to like think about, like I'm trying to think of some good ones. Okay, how about this? Tamagotchis, a lifetime classic, right? I was never into Tamagotchi, but Ooh, I understand I understand the allure to it. But right. let was... me let me preface that by saying that was one of the big fads when we were growing up, right? Tamagotchis, whatever. Fair. Another big fad when we were growing up was Yu-Gi-Oh! And I was 100% invested in Yu-Gi-Oh! I didn't have time for Tamagotchi, man. I had to collect all the cards. <laughs> Don't get me started. You had Pokemon, you had Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, if you went that route. No, man, you had to. The card game was strong. Cards, nowadays, unless you're doing Magic the Gathering, it ain't worth it. Yeah, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh today is a lot different. But in that defense, at least the Pokemon trading card game is still super similar to what it was then. It's out there. It's still thriving. But, you know, this also goes back to... so. You have those. But now here's another one that I feel like we kind of don't, at least I don't see it anymore. I feel like kids miss out on this huge, I don't know how big you guys were on Water Wars, but Water Wars were like everything to us. You had, you either had the biggest gun or you had water balloons and you were just running and hoping that you'd survive. If you're really cool, you had both. True. Now, obviously (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) 
but, you know, I always look at today, just like you said, if you look at Amazon or anything, because they don't exist anymore, the prices are absolutely incredibly yeah. high. And in relation to water guns and I guess Nerf guns too, and this is probably just a thing of inflation, and I mentioned Legos earlier, I oh, feel yeah. like the price just for things like what we would have paid or I guess what our parents would have paid. Thanks mom and dad Thank you. for these things when we were that age are like twice as expensive now. So hands down, I don't know. That's just like another reason why, and I guess that I can't really comment too much on it because I wasn't buying these things back in the day. Maybe it was expensive then too, but there's just so many things about toys today that are just like are worse than what they were before. But at the same time, the things that they get today, while they may be more expensive, are way cooler. I Even the water guns. The water guns and the Nerf guns. The water guns and the Nerf guns are like huge and, and intense and crazy and cool. <laughs> so I will, I'll agree with you in terms of the huge and intensity. But quality. I will tell you right now. If you go back, find somebody who owns one of those Canon Super Soakers and compare it to a mega-built transformer nerf water gun series you will have no stream stronger than that super soaker and i'm telling you those are just things that you can't replace no matter how hard you try those are just timeless timeless machines or i'm trying to think another one that i actually regret not getting as a kid but like you said it wasn't us again thank you mom and dad yep. <laughs> uh robo sapien or like the robot oh, you... <laughs> okay 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 robo sapien you didn't have one never had a robo okay, sapien so you're missing out on nothing i remember this is a weird story but i remember distinctly one day i was walking home i was walking around downtown after school i was probably in like middle school or something and we were walking around the downtown area i was with a friend and on the side of the street i saw a five dollar bill I was like, oh, hell yeah, you did five bucks. It's like a free five, you know, free five dollars. I'm in middle school. I can buy the world with five dollars. I go down and pick it up. It's a $50 bill. What? Yeah, it was a $50 bill. And I was like, whoo, man, it's my lucky day. Cool. And when, funny you mentioned it earlier, but we had a radio shack in town. So I went to the radio shack one day and I used that $50 to buy a Robo Sapien. Hell yeah. The original Robo Sapien. And it was the most underwhelming toy I've ever played with. What? Oh, I mean, like it had a big remote control. It oh, would be like yeah. bigger than your TV remote, and you could make it like walk forward, walk back, and like walk around. And then you could make it like pick something up that its little tiny claws could pick up. It's like I get why it would be cool, but you know that was an expensive toy. And it was that was the era. That was the first robot toy that I, at least I, as far as I can remember. No, I take that back. Those little robo puppies with the little bones were the first robo toys. I remember those. So, those yeah. were huge. <laughs> but were Robo huge. Sapien was just like a staple. And you know, you may be right. It's definitely a little overwhelming for a kid of our caliber, like, you know, kids in general to, to want. But the need for it, I'm telling you, even now, 25 years old, and I think about that Robo Sapien. Growing up, what would you say, if you can remember, what was like your single favorite toy that you played with? Ooh, that is hard. I, you know, I was huge in Legos, you know? And yeah, you know, that was, was going to be my answer as well. It's different. It's different today than it is now. Um, just because like the, now you have your Lego brands, which pretty much stem off of like your big, like you said, Halo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Disney pretty much. But back yeah. when I had Legos, a lot of my Lego sets, man, one, let me tell you all, my family bought me, I didn't know, and I was super thankful, but we had this Lego collection of all these different scenes and everything. I remember there was like a Native American, there was pirates, there was a space one, right? Now, of course, oh, and like an underwater scene. Now, we had a pretty decent sized living room, and I would go hide behind my couch bring the Legos, and I would construct the city, like the world. So behind yeah. the couch was just like my secret world. And I would pray that my mom, thank to the Lord, she would never come and see everything that I was building. Now, mind you, she kept telling me as I was growing up, don't open these, don't open these, we're going to return them, we're going to return them. Of course, 
would I want to return my Legos? No. no. <laughs> right? So I put it together. Once she seen my beautiful work, she hated me. But she was like, oh, my son did all this. I can't believe it. She was proud. So do you remember there were these certain sets? And I, I think they might still exist now, but I don't. They might not be branded the same way. And they're probably way more expensive than they were back then. And they were very expensive back then. But there was a line of Lego sets called Pro Builders. And what they were, were really, really big Lego sets of like something super intricate. So for example, I had a giant helicopter. Oh, it was I know. a yeah. huge helicopter. It is a bunch of pieces. And like, you know, the, the blades actually spun around and the cockpit would actually open up and it was cool. And then my brother had one that was a submarine. It was like an open faced submarine. It was like a 9,000 piece Lego set. It had Jeez. electronics and stuff. Like you could push buttons and it would light up certain rooms and other buttons would like, like play a sound clip or something. Right, right. They, they were the coolest thing ever. And that was like the pinnacle. And now the pinnacle is a Lego Millennium Falcon. Gosh, and that thing... Okay, so I've been to the Lego store, and that thing is massive. It is. And as cool as it is, and as much as I love Star Wars, but I think that helicopter is much more top-tier Legos. So, would you think that I have, in any way, shape, or form in this conversation, maybe (laughs) kind of convinced you that maybe the toys today are a lot cooler the toys back then even though the nostalgia is there for all that stuff we played with it's cooler now i will i will say that yes i am swayed in some departments others not so much because that nostalgia is just too real sometimes fair enough you can't change nostalgia you can't you know and i mean geez i'm trying to think of some like the good the heavy hitters i mean legos yes um star wars toys back when they had some solid ones good garbage pal kids those were sick those weren't legos well those aren't legos but i'm just saying garbage <laughs> pal kids were still cool i know you were and those and and those existed way before we were born yes just they so did. you know i know i'm know. older than that but i adopted it into my world just like you were a huge fan of tech tech dudes Okay, I didn't do tech deck dudes. I didn't like tech deck dudes, but I did like tech decks, and I would honestly still play with one now. See, I know you would, and that's what. See, that's your inner skater talking right there. But I'm telling you, those are just things that can't be replaced nowadays, and you don't see them. And I feel like the kids wouldn't enjoy tech decks as much as you would have enjoyed tech decks, or as I would have enjoyed tech decks. Part of that is due to just how far along technology is now compared to when we were, you know, that old. Because nowadays, the cool toy to have is an iPhone or an iPad or a big fancy computer. Yeah. Uh, you know, regardless of what people think, we were still a generation that played outside. It's and true. You got those kind of toys you could take outside. Like, that was it. You were done. But <laughs> yeah, even though the toys are so cool today, I do think that the whole technology thing did kind of ruin that. Yeah, it did, in in more ways than you would imagine. I mean, if you even want to go, like, the transition to the technological age, I mean, what was the one game that we played, or at least that we obsess over, that we wish Cartoon Network would bring back? <laughs> Cartoon Orbits, man. I kid oh, you. Oh, Orbits, yeah. Orbits. I remember I mean, Orbits. Yeah. And that, I mean, was the game that, that was the game that used, like, the little, it was kind of like an online trading card game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was, like, yeah, cards. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I remember that. literally revolutionary. And it was like, that was like the transition from like real life toys to online toys. I mean, even Club Penguin. There was another one. Was it Toontown? Did you ever play Toontown? Toontown? No, I didn't play it, but I do. I, I remember I wanted to play it Same. because there was a subscription fee. I never played it. Yeah, that's why. I but I agree with you there is, is that a lot of the, like the, like the computer games that you play on like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, or whatever. I don't know if that still exists, but. Those games back then, they were so cool. And I, I wonder if you can still find some. I'll have to look it up. But there's another one. I don't know if you remember this one. And I can't quite remember what it was called. But you watch Codename Kids Next Door, right? Loved. I know exactly what so you're talking about. So like, there was like a series of episodes that were like really hyped up. And Cartoon Network made an online game based around them. Yeah. And every every week, like you had a character and you had to go and do missions. And every week, like the top 10 highest scoring players had their names flashed on the end of the episode. 
I tried so hard. Oh, man, I loved it so much. And it was always the same guy every single week that had the high score, and I was so envious of it. Yeah, man, those are just, those are good days. Those are revolutionary times. And that's some of the things that I'm telling you, you just don't get that nowadays, which is... That's true. You know, it's it's fair. I get it. You know, times change, and you got to keep up with the times. But there was just the quality about that. I don't know. To me, I felt like there was just more creativity. That's that's my personal opinion. Sure. Toys are cooler today, though. Yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree, my friend. Agree to disagree. All right. So, all right, Brandis, let me go ahead and ask you this question. So, obviously, you think the toys are cooler today. You know, I, yep. I will, I'll allow that. I'll accept it. Yep. Now, if you were given the opportunity, though, nowadays, you know, we, we referenced it a lot. Like, a lot of the times, the stuff that we were buying correction that our parents were buying you know they bought us what they what they could afford at the time and nowadays we see the prices in legos like you know we both love legos and like those prices now are disgusting yes they are but now that you're an adult you got a job you know would you buy these things that you've always wanted since you were a kid i think a lot of the maybe it's not even (laughs) a lot of things but i feel like the things like we said earlier that we might have wanted as a kid that now that we could buy it ourselves, even though we could buy it ourselves, it's really expensive because you're paying a huge premium. But with that being said, there is one thing that I could think of that I think if I had the chance today, I would probably buy it just because I didn't have it growing up. Which was? And maybe you'll share my sentiment on this, but do you remember playing Yu-Gi-Oh!, having a bunch of fun and then the new season of the show came out when they're in battle city right and they have the dual discs the dual disc (laughs) and they released a toy dual disc that you could actually use and i don't know how expensive it was but it was the coolest thing ever and i never had one but i wanted one in the worst way and i feel like if i if i found one for a reasonable price thinking about it i probably wouldn't buy it but it's one of those things that i feel like if i had the chance to i would actually consider it even though it serves me no purpose and it would sit somewhere and gather dust i I wasn't able to have it and i want it now no man i completely agree with that like it's kind of sad because i have now there's a lot of things and you can't i will tell you i will give a huge shout out to ebay it does still exist Amazon is not the only site that exists out there, people. But eBay has brought many of my childhood wants and needs to my life as an adult. Uh, specifically, Bop It Extreme 2. Oh, my God. I don't know why. One day, I just <laughs> had the greatest urge to play Bop It. And I remember. Yeah, you yeah, you were one of the first people I spoke to about it. And I kept asking, I was there when you bought it. Yes, you were. I was there when you bought the Bob It. I was probably judging you too. Oh, uh, it was ooh, it was worth it. Someone in New York, shout out to you, whoever sold it to me. I'm telling you, it was the best investment. Mind the minus the fact that after I got it to show off to everybody, my sister ended up beating me with the highest score and I can't <laughs> beat it. So like that's yeah. karma. I find myself in this constant debate of like, do I buy this? Do I need this? Because I love buying unnecessary things. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> but, you know, Boppet was one of them. And you better believe I cherish that Boppet. And yeah. I'm just trying to like, I process it every day. Like Transformers definitely were my thing. Pokemon cards. So like I search every day telling myself I will never buy this. Rebel Sapien, I look for it all the time. But <laughs> do I like finally do it? No. And then I think to myself, why? And it's like that funky transition between what you said. And I, this is where I, I 100% agree. It's like, do I want to buy it because I want to buy it? Or is it just for the nostalgia of it? You know what I mean? It is. It is for the nostalgia. It's, it's It really is rose-tinted glasses. And one thing that I can think of that I went through when I tried to relive that nostalgia and it just didn't work. And it happened in two separate occasions, once in high school and once like halfway through college, not that long ago is I 
was so desperate to have the feeling of having Yu-Gi-Oh cards again. And on two separate occasions, I went through these these sprees where any free cash, any extra side cash that I had, went to buying Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. And what happened to it? I couldn't tell you. It's not the same. It felt good to buy it, but then after that, like, what do you do with it? It just kind of sits there. You it's know? true. It is very true. It doesn't have the same effect as it did when we were kids. Yeah, but I also feel like that's partially because of the responsibilities that we have now compared to the responsibilities we had then. Because sure. before, some of our prime playing times, recess, man, lunch at school, we don't get lunch anymore. We don't get recess. <laughs> You're lucky if we even get a break at work, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I just felt like there was that special time. And I think that's another reason why, at least when I think about it, like now that I'm, now that we're talking about it, I think deeper about it. I'm like, I think it's because we're just trying to get back that happiness, you know, that like that happy time frame right. where you have the cards, you want to use them, but you know, damn well, there's not any, there's no other 25 year old trying to play Pokemon. Or Yu-Gi-Oh! right now? Pretty much. It's sad. You really can't buy your childhood as an adult. You can get things that kind of spark that feeling that you might have had back then, but you'll never relive it in the same way because you've already done it once. It's not something that you can relive again. That's fair. I think that's a that's a that's a good point. It's actually kind of sad now that you say it. Damn, that hurt. That one <laughs> That's growing up, man. <laughs> It's the sad reality of growing up. Man, growing up sucks. But, I agree. You know, I still cherish, and I will, you know, I'm not going to deny it. I'm still going to buy some stuff. Whether it be those, okay, this is one that I felt is absolutely unnecessary. Now that I'm, like, really processing some of these toys, we had some stupid toys that kept us entertained. Do, yep. you, do you remember those cubes that you could put together and the stick figures could enter the other cube once they were magnetized together? Nope. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, if everyone knows what I'm talking about, hit me up and we can talk about it. Because <laughs> they existed. It was like you could build cool towers with it. There was that and then, ooh, you know one that I would I would totally get to this day? Power Rangers. Power Ranger sets. You'd get the Power Ranger action figure and then his Megazord. And then each Megazord turned into the ultimate Megazord. You know what I mean? But think about it. Think about it. You Let's say you go out, you go on eBay, you find like the exact Power Ranger set that you always wanted. You could never have it. And you find it. And you say, you know what? I'm buying it. And you get it in the mail. And you're like, this is so cool. What do you do with it then? I'm not going to lie. I'll play with it for like a week. And then I'll establish a nice case <laughs> right and then they'll sit somewhere and you'll you just don't see them whereas when you're a kid it like you you think so fondly of it now because as a kid it's something you played with and you remember like all the little games you played with them or or what have you and now you're just not going to do that maybe you will but i i doubt that you will and if you do it won't last you it doesn't have the same entertainment value it's the same thing as Let's say, and I'm sure you can relate to this too. Let's say that growing up, there's a specific video game that you used to play all the time. You loved it. It was your favorite. And then, you know, years pass, you forget about it. And then you're cleaning out your bedroom one day and you find it. You're like, oh my goodness, I remember this game. This game was so much fun. I have all these fond memories of it. So you start playing it and it's not the same. Because you already know you've already been exposed to it. And the same thing can go with maybe an older TV show, um, maybe an older movie that you just remember very fondly Gumby. and you have all these memories with it. And then when you start watching it again, you still get like the, the joy from it. Like, ah, oh, yeah, like the nostalgia, but it's not the same experience as you had before. And that's because you'll never have that same experience again. Damn, it hurts when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, nostalgia is a crazy thing, but... Like I said, you can't buy your childhood as an adult. It just doesn't work. It's facts. It's a sad, cold facts right there. But there are some timeless classics for you guys out there. Like, if you ever get your hands on a slip and slide, always the best thing to have outside in your yard. And it's great. The older you get, <laughs> the older you get, the worse a slip and slide is. 
Only if you let it hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what else, what else is a good timeless classic? I would still probably buy today. Here's one. And again, I think this might be something that with the older you get, the worse it is for you. But do you remember Sock and Boppers? I have them in my Amazon cart as we speak. <laughs> Dude, I remember the song that went with it. I remember the commercial. I had, yeah, I had a pair, man. I had a pair. But that's like something, even then, it, it, kind of going back to the last topic, you're right. They wouldn't release something like that now, I don't feel, because it promotes you punching other people. And I feel like that's pretty frowned upon. But those things were cool. I think... But if I had them now, like if, if you... You are a lot bigger than I am. You're stronger than me. You're taller. You're just a bigger person than I am. And if we both get a pair of sock and boppers and say, all right, let's play some sock and boppers, you will knock me out. I don't care that it's a giant inflatable fist. If you hit me hard enough with that, you're going to to knock me out. You're going to get bopped. But hey, I feel like the inner beast inside of you could be unleashed and I'll have a storm coming my way. So we don't know the power of a soccer buffer. You know what I mean? The power is, is, we don't know. So here's something that I do feel like you could buy now that might, you know, call back to your childhood and you might get the same effect. And that's a board game. Like, are there any board games you remember playing as a kid that you would really love to play again now? I think a game that I never got to play that I would still probably love as an adult, Mousetrap. Oh my goodness. I remember Mousetrap and it was the coolest thing because there was all these bits and pieces you had. I you, remember, you had to build the whole board. Yeah, I remember I that remember one. the commercial. I remember seeing it being played by a couple of people that I used to be friends with. And it was just, without question, the most interactive for a board game, by far the coolest. I mean, you got Hungry Hungry Hippos, which I'd probably get bored of. But Mousetrap? Yeah. I think Mousetrap is like a – that one I could never get sick of. And it's not only because I never played it, but because it's just – there's something cool about it. Maybe it's my, like, affinity with, with playing board games because, you know, I love playing so many different types of board games. But I do feel like – that is one of those things where you could probably get the same type of joy you had as a kid now. Because you play with and I don't people. know why. I think I don't, yeah, Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Because you're sharing the experience with somebody else. But even then, like I don't feel like a video game that you play with somebody else would have that same effect. Oh, no. But a board I, game is different. Because for years, and I know everyone who listens to what I am about to say will agree with me. There's two games. One, I've never played, but... I have been told recently there is an app for it, and everyone tells me to get it. But two games that I one I played, the one I haven't, is Monopoly and Risk. And I, you know, Monopoly is one of those games you will never, it's a good one, never not have fun playing Monopoly. But oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's I'm, I'm that's there. a hot take. I'm getting there. That's I'm getting a hot there. take. Not only will you have fun, but there's something about the environment that Monopoly creates, whether it be a healthy one or an unhealthy one. But at the end, you'll be talking about that game of Monopoly for a week, for a month. And at some point, once everybody has mended their wounds, we'll want to play again with each other. Risk. I disagree with that. I <laughs> disagree with that. There are definitely, I could name you one person. I only played Monopoly with this person one time. I would never in my life play Monopoly with this person again. And why? Because and I don't remember who I was playing this game with, but I remember this person being there. And what they did is anytime they landed on a property, they'd only buy one property of each color, right? Oh, if they landed on it, like if they landed in the same color twice, they wouldn't buy it. But what they wouldn't do after buying a property is trade or sell it. So they went and got one color from each and then just wouldn't do anything with it. So the game would never end. That's sabotage. You could never bankrupt anybody because you could never build your hotels. Damn, that is that is true sabotage. I'm so st- I disagree with you saying that Monopoly is something you could play time and time again with people because it does ruin friendships, and I stand by that. It does. And I'm telling you, my cousin, the moment he gets the power of Boardwalk and Park Place... <laughs> All hell breaks loose. 
but it's still the it's the the drive to want to win, the drive to want to beat your cousin or anybody else that you play with. Because once you monopolize that board, you are the big boy in the house. Until tell me about risk. <laughs> now risk, I personally haven't played it, but I mean I hear it's just like your tape, your basic trying to rule the world game, and it's yeah. all strategy based and. Yep. I've just been told countless stories that once it gets to that high level, when you are at war with that other family member, it's not just figurative war. You are at war. Words are exchanged that shouldn't have been exchanged. You might get a backhand from your parents. One thing leads to another. The board gets flipped. And risk is, you took a big risk playing risk. You should know this. That's a game that I feel like if I played today, it would be a fun game. I don't think either of those games were probably big amongst the youth, though. What? Who are you? What kind of childhood did you have? If we're going kid rail... bad one, I guess. If we're going kid rail, I guess I'll throw in life. Yep. Because deep down inside, that is the most accurate representation of life. (laughs) It teaches you that you're going to have a bunch of kids. If you choose the school route, a lot of debt. Yep. And when you retire... Well, we won't get social security anymore, so we can't we can't worry about that. Yeah, that game taught you that when you retire you live in a mansion. That lies. <laughs> <laughs> so so life was a classic and I'm gonna go ahead and go out with Candyland. But yeah, that was a good one too. I remember playing that one a lot growing up. If you can't go through the lollipop forest, what can you do? <laughs> That's a good one. Alrighty guys. Well, thank you for taking this trip back in time with us and uh, hearing our countless banter of all the bad memories Monopoly has given us. (laughs) And I do hope that you guys find it in your hearts to buy yourself, bop it, and make it as cherishable for you as it was for me. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, Again, if you liked it, go ahead and maybe share us with a friend maybe they'll share us with another friend and so on and so forth we'd really appreciate that um check out the show description for links to our social medias give us a follow send us a message you know give us some feedback uh and again we are working on being available on apple itunes but for now you can find us on spotify and google podcasts that's about it so i've been your host brandon and i'm Aladdin. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out, guys.